podcast. This is a podcast focused on lessons learned via the musician's backstory, as well as building successful careers in the business. My name is Allison M, and I'll be interviewing artists and industry experts and offering insights based on events Wisconsin Music Ventures has produced. Let's get down to business. In the studio today, we have for this episode, the one and only sex diva, Suzanne Grizana. So welcome, Suzanne. Uh, I, she is a multi-award winner, songwriter, saxophonist, vocalist, arranger, producer, and multi-genre uh, instrumentalist, music publisher, and uh, well, what else have we got here for you? <laughs> Did we cover pretty much everything? I think you got it. Okay, yeah. You have been doing music, I mean everywhere anywhere and and, you, and every kind of type of music and, and every part of the business it seems and I'm what so what haven't you done <laughs> I'm so I'm so grateful you're here and uh, you know the first thing I've been I've been starting off with uh, for the musicians who've been in the studio here is um, what have you been up to since COVID and then we'll kind of go back from there but what has uh, what have what has life been like for you since the pandemic well, that's, that's a good question. Um, I've been actually so busy once COVID hit and all of my gigs and, you know, everything was just canceled. So I did have extra time on my hands, which I normally don't have. So I tried to make the best of it. And there's so much to learn. Uh, one thing I know, uh, you never know enough. <laughs> Right, right. So I, even though that was, you know, a very stressful time for so many people, I tried to use it um, for positive things. So I was taking classes on music business issues and things. I was practicing like crazy. So that was really fun because sometimes, I mean, I practice as much as I can, but, you know, I had more time. So I was writing. I was doing a lot of collaborative projects. I was also learning about Zoom, (laughs) you know, uh, teaching online on Zoom, which I never did before, learning all, I mean, I think for everybody, it was just such a learning curve as far as technology is concerned. But I was listening to so many different like classes and things like that and practicing and writing. And then I got back into the studio once we could go in to the studio. So I record most of my things with uh, Dave Artanian Okay. Um, at DV Studios, and he's just um, awesome. I just love him so much. Uh, so I've been working with that, then, you know, sending files across the world, across the country for different other projects I was on, um, doing, <laughs> doing videos at home, trying to, you know, learn how to get lighting in my house for, because nobody could go anywhere. Everything was right. shut down. So I was on a couple different, like, um, videos of my friends of some of their projects so they wanted me to show a clip of me singing or playing the saxophone at home because that was the only place you could do it so learning all those different techniques um, now I feel a lot more comfortable with that but Mm -hmm. I'm sure for everybody that was a big learning curve I mean there was just so much to learn at one time absolutely so what did it take to get good lighting in your house by the way Well, I got a ring light, finally, finally. Otherwise, I was trying to just um, find a place that had really great lighting when the sun came in. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that was, (laughs) I'm not a real techie person, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and then the the Zoom lessons and all that. I know that was the story of so many of our lives, for sure. But you made it work, and and are you still going to be continuing to do a lot of uh, online sort of things? Or do you see that kind of going by the wayside now that things are starting to open up? Oh, I think it'll stay forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, I never did a, I never, I, I just, um, as far as those live performances, um, streaming, those kinds of things, I never did that. I did more like the videos and um, some recording and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel comfortable. I like playing live in front of somebody or, but the live streaming thing, I just felt I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to sound and lighting and everything. And I just didn't have the equipment um, at home that I felt would make a good sounding 
performance, if that yeah. makes sense. So I didn't go the streaming route at all, but I'm, I don't know if I will, but, but I, I'd yeah. rather just record it, you know, play live and have really great sound and have um, that and then record it. Yeah, and I, I think that it's tougher for wind instruments, you know, for, um, you know, for electronic instruments, it's a little bit easier to do and manipulate, but for wind instruments, I don't know, would you say that? I don't, uh, have you found that? Or yeah, because, I mean, it all depends on the type of microphone. I mean, trying to get a wind instrument to really speak through the microphone, you know, because sometimes um, if you don't have the right setup, um, you your sound may not be tinny sounding, but it could come across that way through the microphone if you don't have the right mm -hmm. amplification or the right type of mic and that sort of thing. So, um, so I just went to the studio and actually recorded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that's what I did. Smart. <laughs> yeah, you can always use that and always have that in your back pocket for sure. Well, thanks for sharing that. And so now I'd like to find out more just about you and, and how you got into music. And so, so where are you from originally? Let's start there. All right. Well, I am, <laughs> I am a hometown Milwaukee girl. Yeah. So I was born and raised here. My family, um, everybody played instruments in my family. So I have four other brothers and sisters and we all were practicing like crazy at home. My parents are musicians, so... Mm -hmm. Actually, that's how this all started. <laughs> my father and my mother used to work at the old Castillo Music Store on Lincoln Avenue, and that's where they met. And then from there, um, you know, my they both play accordion, and my dad writes a lot of music. My mom's writing a lot of music right now. My dad had like a million bands, <laughs> different gigs. Nice. When I was little, I used to go see him play at Summerfest, at State Fair, everywhere. And um, and then my mom was teaching us at home because well there was you know five of us, um, so yeah music was an integral part of our life and it was you know practice first and then you can do your homework right like, you better get that hour of piano in before you and then your other instruments so I just was always I grew up like that yeah yeah that's great and what instruments do your mom did your mom play was it piano then yeah she plays the piano and accordion. And they're still writing music and record. They wrote like crazy amounts of music and recording during COVID. And wow. um, yeah, so I'm really um, happy for them and happy that I had the opportunity because I know a lot of people just don't. It's just that that's kind of our trade, you know, is music. And um, but yeah, my dad's back gigging at the Polonaise. So oh, he's nice. excited. And that's crazy. That's yeah. great. Good for him. And what do your brothers and sisters play? Or what did they play? Um, they, let's see. Well, my my brother, Donnie, plays the piano and the saxophone. And my sister plays the piano and the trumpet. My other sister <laughs> plays the piano and saxophone. I mean, you know, and other instruments. Yeah, um, yeah. And my other brother plays the piano. And, well, he knows all kinds of, I mean, you kind of learn yeah. all the different instruments. You have the main. Like, so that for myself, I started with the piano when I was five. And then, of course, I was always singing. Um, we actually had a family band when I was, like, <laughs> second or third grade. That, yeah. <laughs> we started the talent shows at school, you know. And then um, we had, my mom was in charge of it. And she booked us out for different places. Um, and then, so in fifth grade, I started the clarinet. And then in seventh grade, I started the saxophone. I actually started on the tenor, which is big. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and then I was in all these piano competitions. Um, I played a lot of classical music growing sure. up. Um, but also my dad, you know, had a rock and roll band and <laughs> all that. So you're just around music all the time. That's yeah. great. That's awesome. So at what point did you realize you were going to pursue music as a career? Well, I always, so in, so I'll just continue. In high school, I was in like every, mm -hmm. um, I went to Wisconsin Lutheran High School, and I was in about everything you could imagine in, you know, choir and band. And I just really enjoyed it. I, um, I enjoy, uh, I think, I, I think giving a different part of yourself. I'm kind of a, 
Well, I guess it depends who asks. I'm kind of a quiet person sometimes, but other times I'm not. Um, but I think music gives me the outlet to show my other personalities. Um, because you can speak through your music and just the way, you know, your tone is, um, how you amplify different notes, that kind of things. Um, I, so I really enjoyed it. So in high school, I really, really enjoyed it, and I wanted to go into it in college. Mm -hmm. um, so but in college, I... Actually, I was trying to learn, since I was in so immersed in music, I wanted to learn some other things, right? Mm -hmm. So I actually started out um, with a, and I started at Wisconsin Lutheran College, I started with a communication major and a business and music minor. Mm -hmm. But by the end, <laughs> I flipped in, I graduated from Carroll University. Um, I had a music major, emphasis in voice and saxophone, a business administration degree in human resource management and a communication minor. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I knew, and then, and then I knew in college that um, as soon as I graduated, um, I started making plans for my jazz quartet and I had it I, and I couldn't wait. So like about a year after I graduated, I started my jazz quartet. Nice. And what was it that made you decide to study the business route while you were in college? Well, because everybody has to know business, you know. Yeah. Um, well, not everyone realizes that. <laughs> <laughs> um, even just to balance your checkbook, yeah. right? Um, I mean, even think about taxes and all those things. It's so crazy. Like, uh, yeah, it's Greeks to some, like half to me even, you know. And I, that's why we have an accountant to do all those things right. I don't understand. But um, I knew that um, if I was going to run my own business and my own, like was my father had his own business his mm -hmm. whole life, right? So you have to understand about, you know, what to do. So I just knew that that was an important thing for me. Plus, because I'm so artsy, having, having that business kind of balances me out. So mm -hmm. I feel like having that business degree made me, helped me make better choices um, and, you know, with business. I mean, it's, business is so complicated sometimes, so. It is, yeah. Yeah, would you recommend more musicians do something like that? Oh, I, of, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because if you're gigging out, you have your own business, right? Whether you're mm -hmm. freelance, you know, how, how much you're doing it, you're freelancing, you, you are running your own business, even if you're not having your, even if, if you're a side musician and that's your thing, you're still having your own business, so. Mm -hmm. You have to still try and find out other people to get to know you and that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah, definitely, great. And so you started your jazz quartet right after college. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so I mean, have you essentially been just playing and and you know a full time musician since then? Or tell me about what you've been up to since college. <laughs> uh, I know that's probably yeah, <laughs> yeah. covering a lot. Uh, well, I've been pretty much doing the same thing. Um, so I started. Um, my jazz quartet. So in college, so to show you all the different genres, I, I was in, um, I was in a Christian rock band. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I did, I did that kind of stuff. I sang with the Milwaukee Symphony Chorus under um, Margaret Hawkins, and um, I know Lucas. I, I did some recordings with them. Um, so that was really cool because we were uh, singing um, all over the place um, in the different um, sim with the symphony all over the place. And then I was in my college choirs and all mm -hmm. that things. Um, yeah, so after I graduated, I, I really loved jazz, and I wanted to, so I started the jazz quartet. Um, and then I was also teaching. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was traveling all over the place. I started booking gigs all around the United States. I was starting touring um, and recording, and I was writing music mm -hmm. like crazy. And... Um, but that, that's always a learning curve for me, too, because I never did it before. Um, and the industry, uh, I actually <laughs> I actually was there. Um, it was very expensive. Nobody had their own CD. Well, not many people had their own CD because it was so expensive. Mm -hmm. um, now, like even to get a UPC code, you know, you can just get one where I had to buy my own UPC code, which was very Like everything was very expensive. Mm -hmm. So... Um, you know, I'd go and do my gigs at night and do that, come home, you know, like that's all where all my money went. My All mm -hmm. my money went to getting equipment, um, getting things for the album, mailing lists, mm -hmm. you know, all those kinds of things. So I just, um, everything I made, I put back into it. Yeah. 
how much of your days would you, I mean, or weeks, would you say you spent on the business versus the performance and uh, practice? Well, um, that I would say it's equal. Yeah. I would say it's equal because th there's so much to do. Um, like even like, uh, like today, I mean, I'll just say, you know, um, like in a regular day, if I have nothing planned, let's say I have a whole day off, I'll spend half of the day practicing, working out, um, getting all those things. Like I spend a few hours practicing and I'm just like practicing, like doing scales and right. keeping, you know, just like, like I tell people, it's like you're an athlete, you have to keep up. You can't, mm -hmm. like if you don't, all musicians know that, if you don't keep up on your instrument, you can't play it so fast. You can't sound so great. You're not going to, you know, all those things. So I, if I would have the whole day off to do, do everything, I would probably start at 9 a.m. and go till almost 2 or 3, and that's just, you know, that stuff. And then I work on my business stuff from, like, for the rest of the day till, you know, 3 to 9 um, or 10 or sometimes. It depends. I know people tell me I don't go out and have enough fun because I'm always <laughs> trying to catch up on. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yes, either you're trying to pr uh, catch up on your practicing or trying to write or schedule things or else you're trying to do. There's so much work um, with the business side. Um that it's just you're never done <laughs> yeah so you gotta just take it in stride do what you can do and just give it what you can yeah for sure but it's uh it seems like you've been really disciplined yourself in, in getting to all of that and it, and it really shows i mean i don't know many people so your url for your website is the sax diva just sax diva.com and like that's such a great url like when did you get that by you know just out of curiosity I got it a long, long time ago. Um, because yeah. when I was playing out, uh, this sort of happened, and people couldn't pronounce my last name. <laughs> <laughs> They're like that, Grisana, uh, Grisana, yeah, right? Um, so then people just started calling me, "Hey, the sax diva," and so it's just kind of a nickname that sort of started. yeah. But yeah, it's been years and years. Yeah, but it's so smart, and it's I mean, it's so easy to remember and. And it's, it's short, it's, you know, it's easy, it, it doesn't take much to type in, <laughs> and uh, it, it's, it's just like genius, it's, and then you've had it forever, and now you're working on, I think you said trademarking it or something? Yeah. So, exactly, yeah, and, exactly. and it's, um, yeah, that's great, and I mean, it's just little things like that that can make such a big difference in your branding, and, you know, and that, you know, that, that you've taken, that you do to spend so much time on your business, that it really, really shows, um, and like even just this morning, have, you know, having all your bio information and, um, you know, your, your um, awards and, and recordings all available, like really easily and updated and like easy to hand to me. And it's just like, I don't think I've had anyone do that here before. So mm -hmm. it's just really, I mean, it's, it's really, it shows that you are really, uh, you know, vested in your business as well as the music. So um, what, I mean, you were you were not always in Wisconsin, right? You spent some time in other parts of the country. Yes, I was out in Los Angeles for uh, a stint, and um, oh my gosh, I I love Milwaukee, but you know what? I love Los Angeles. <laughs> it's like my second home, um, so I go out there as much as I can. Uh, but yeah, I love Los Angeles. It's um, and I did so many great things uh, when I was out there, and I still kind of I, I wanted to build it up so I could kind of go back and forth. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, I got to be in um, different movies out there, and I think I was in the band in the West Wing. I was in Path to War, that movie. Um, I was a singer in that movie, um, and just um, other other things. And I got to meet so many people. So, yeah. Um, what was your goal in moving out there? I wanted to learn more about the business of music <laughs> yeah, and also gig out. So I was gigging out all over the place and then I got into SAG and AFTRA. So I was also um, doing some acting and um, that kind of thing, learning, learning. Um, also um, learned some things from music supervisors and just immersing myself, um, which really I think is, well, for me, it was great because uh, it gave me a whole new you know, a new lens, mm -hmm. right? Looking at things sometimes, you know, um, just looking at something from a different perspective just really refreshes you and brings you like, yeah, excitement again, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, for sure. And it is funny. Like, I think the, the way that I met you is through a friend who I know in, who's in L.A. And it took someone in L.A. to introduce me to someone in Milwaukee. <laughs> right? I know. Isn't that, that was so funny. Yeah. Oh, and, um, yeah. oh I love but, I love April. Yeah, She's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, small world. The music world is really not that not not that big um, when you when it all comes down to it. But uh, yeah, so so how did you end up back in Milwaukee then after being out there? Then I came back. Well, then um, my husband and I wanted to start a family, so we came back because we had family here. Sure. Um, you so met him out there in California. No, actually, um, I met him here in Milwaukee. He, uh, <laughs> my husband works in golf, so he mm -hmm. travels all the time. He right now he's been working for the last eleven years for Paul Goidos on the uh, senior tour. So he used to be on the PGA tour, working with all different uh, people. So he's a professional caddy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that's the coolest. I mean, second to musicians. Like that's a, that's the right, coolest job exactly. ever. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's been it's been great. So. Um, He's very supportive. He loves music, and he's always been supportive of my career. Um, but he also understands how things work because he's in the golf world. He understands, you know, he works with all these high golfers. And, right. You know, so, yeah. yeah, so it worked out well. So, yeah, back here for family. And uh, and you've been back here ever since, but you do float back and forth. Be, be yeah, doing, yeah, I float back and forth. And, uh, yeah, and now things are um, – like it's almost easier to, you know, you can do, you can live anywhere. Now everybody right. just lives wherever they want and it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to be in one place. You can, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Are you still able to do some film music and movie music uh, from here, for instance? Yes, yes. In fact, um, a lot of my connections, so yeah, I can record here. I love recording mm -hmm. with my musicians here. And, um, but, you know, and then you can just send files or, you know, sometimes people ask me to, you know, play on their, their album or they just send me the tracks and then I just go in the studio here. I do them and send them back. So it's so easy now mm -hmm. to do that where before it was, you know, very difficult. Mm -hmm. What did you learn from being in some of these movies and uh, soundtracks? What was that like? Well, actually being on set was, like, I love uh, film and television. In fact, I, I sometimes do things here with um, some of the agencies. Mm -hmm. for the, um, but I love um, I love film and TV and just, um, it's just exciting. And um, it's a different way of showing your artwork, you know, whether you're speaking, your dialogue, um, trying to paint it's like it's like in music I try and paint a picture with sounds meaning I try to when I'm playing something especially something that is um, maybe like a ballad or something I'm trying to show my feelings to have other people feel their feelings like really try to connect with the audience that way through my recordings but when you're talking or you're acting um, you're just painting a different type of picture um, so it's a, just a different outlet, and I'm, I'm a creative person. I love, I love that. I just think it's exciting and fun. So I hope to do more of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because mm -hmm. it's, yeah, yeah. And you are doing some more of that. You are, you have like a soundtrack uh, piece coming out soon, and and I think uh, maybe now you know in, we'll we'll plug it in here at this point. But can you tell us a little bit about the the sound, the film that uh, you're you're doing some music for? Yes. Um, I um, I got connected with Kim Cameron, who's a Billboard top artist, and she is actually an EDM. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, but and I was on a, I've played on a few of her albums um, songs, but she wrote a children's um, film, and it's called Superpowers, and it's all about. Um, just, you know, good messages, showing good messages towards, um, you know, for kids, trying to start your day out. So my song that I co-wrote with Jen, uh, Johnny Tapati, um, is about, uh, like, waking up in the morning and starting your day right. Because, you know, if you can wake up and start your day right, be comfortable, and, you know, that makes the rest of your day go 
better rather than like maybe sleeping in late, not ha- not brushing your teeth or combing your hair, you know, like just certain things for kids, you know, trying to give them good, um, good things to follow. Mm-hmm. And the song is called Sunrise. And in the film, it's about a girl waking up in the morning and she lives by the ocean, <laughs> which okay. I wish I lived by right. the ocean. Um, and, um, it's just, you know, waking up, and so it's just, um, so I'm playing saxophone, and it's, um, so I wrote the melody for the song, and John DePatty, um wrote the rest of it, and we collaborated together, you know, on it, and it's, um, I really enjoy it. It's just a, like, relaxing, happy um, song. So the film, the soundtrack is just getting released, and the film is also being released this year so I'm really excited to be part of that project and and that soundtrack has won quite a few awards with different um, film festivals and things so nice well we will take a moment to listen to that a little bit more about your uh, what you've learned from being in the music industry like what is one of the biggest lessons that you have taken away throughout your your work and career in music so far that's a okay um, it could be multiple lessons I'm sure there are many okay okay. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah right well one is never give up I don't know how many times even myself, I go, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness sakes, how can I do this? How can I keep up? Um, keep up on the practicing, you know, keeping up on the business side of it, just mm-hmm. keeping up. And sometimes doors are open and sometimes they're not. Mm-hmm. And um, and sometimes, you know, it's 
I think to to be a long to, to make it through, you have to go through the ups and downs, just like mm-hmm. in anything else, and you have to really want it. And so I think just keep keeping at it, mm-hmm. um, meeting you know, meeting new people, but learning. It's like you have to constantly learn. Um, and yeah, I think that's that that's hard. Just making sure that you stick with what you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, how many hours a week do you think you work? Uh, probably. <laughs> Are you willing to admit that? Probably a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, am always working. Yeah. Um, like I said, um, somebody said to me, you know, you gotta, you gotta go out too, you know, and other than, you know, if, if I'm out, I'm usually gigging and that's fun, you know, but I do, I, I mostly work, which is kind of, yeah, but I have to like to reach my goal of what I want to do. I have to keep working and, you know. Yeah, it's a lot, but it's okay. Yeah, you know? but that's why I try and have fun with all my music friends, <laughs> and, and I try, I try to schedule things in so I do see people and and um, but I do uh, have time. I make sure I always have time for my family, whatever they want. If they whatever you know, they always come first, and that's one thing that um, you know I had to give up different things or opportunities that maybe I wanted, but I always felt that um, family always has to come first because if you don't have your family, they're they're your rock. You know, they're Mm -hmm. the ones who keep you grounded and keep you going, you know. Mm -hmm. So I always let them be first priority. You know, if my other things don't get done, it's okay. But the one thing that is important that I do, that I have to make sure that they come first. So I do, I do, um, you know, do that they're always first and then yeah everything else is second Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh and and of course god (laughs) i can't let yeah yeah i i am um religious and i always try and put that you know my religion and my family first before Mm -hmm. my my own things yeah absolutely and how many kids do you have i have two Mm -hmm. and how old are they now well (laughs) they're they're not young anymore (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah I have um yeah my daughter is now an adult so she's 18 and my son is going to be a junior in high school wow that's exciting yes so so. but probably still hanging around at home a little bit yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. in both cases but really really fun so that's that's really nice and I have they are they musically inclined themselves they are. Well, they hear me practicing. Sometimes I think I drive them crazy because <laughs> <laughs> I play the scales over and over, you know. Um, I have my own routine, you know, things. But, yeah, they have. They both play the piano, and um, my daughter, Audrey, she sings. Oh, my goodness, she has such a lovely voice. Um, she's, she does a lot of uh, – she can do, like, a lot of singer-songwriter sounding. She plays the ukulele. Um Nice. But yeah, she's so talented. Um, and my son plays, and, um, well, they both play the piano. Um, and he plays the guitar and the bass and the trumpet. Mm-hmm. And he's always, always, you know, picking up his his instrument and working on riffs and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's fun. It's fun to hear them when they do, when they are playing. I kind of try and listen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Are any of your siblings that you grew up, you know, any of your siblings um, musical as well? Did they stick with it as you did? Yeah, uh, my sister Michelle and my brother Mark, um, they're, they are all doing music all the time. For, um, they're teaching and they're playing out different things. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then my other, and my, yeah, my other sister, she does some music. I mean, they're all, everybody still does, you know some something in music you know yeah yeah that's really cool I bet your parents are your parents enjoying all of the the musical happiness that they've created you know do they go to your some of your gigs or your your siblings gigs yeah yeah in fact they came I had a gig yesterday so my (laughs) mom and dad came and um yeah so it was nice to see them and it was actually kind of funny because I was playing um and yesterday um, Hal Miller played with me and Frank Stemper and then the band that played after us was Our House and the drummer from Our House actually played with my dad 
when like back in the like eighty you know seventy I don't know what it was a long yeah, time yeah. ago you know um, and I guess gave him his first job as a drummer or something I don't know I didn't quite get the whole story but I know that he played with him so that was kind of fun. Aww. Does that happen semi-frequently, playing with people who've played with your parents? Yeah, from time to time, yeah. Because, you know, the music world is small. Yeah. You know, when it really comes down to it. Um, yeah. So it was, um, yeah. Very full circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, do you have any, like, what would you say to someone looking to do music uh, at this point in time? Like, if, if one of your kids, for instance, was going to go into um, music full time. What advice would you give them right now? Oh, uh, <laughs> keep learning. <laughs> I mean, that the, that's the I guess the beauty and the what's hard about being a musician is that you have to constantly, which I guess is is in any career, but mm -hmm. I think as a musician, since you have to get you know your craft writing, trying to be just artistic and having that time to write. Because sometimes um, there's so much other things like the business. If you're trying to do it all yourself, which most independent musicians have to do, mm -hmm. um, unless you uh, like have a best friend who's really good at business that can do all that <laughs> stuff. Mm -hmm. And I do know musicians who do that. They have other people that um, love it and mm -hmm. help them. But um, sometimes the business is uh, over, like tries to, there's so much with that um, that sometimes it's hard to stay creative and you know keeping that balance I think is really interesting. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just keep learning. Like I, and I think that's if you keep learning and growing. Like there, if you ever feel like you are the best and you know everything, well, that's kind of your where you, I think you stop. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like I don't think I'll ever know. I'll, I don't think I'll ever be as good as I want to be. But that makes me work. Mm -hmm. to be better and so I'm always looking forward and not backward and I'm not looking where I am right now I'm looking like where do I want to be tomorrow where do I want to be you know in a few years or whatever so you always have to look forward and um, when those you know um, things sometimes get overwhelming or whatever there's hard times like you have no gigs <laughs> like last year mm -hmm. you just have to keep looking forward and never behind mm -hmm. yeah absolutely well said and you have played in, uh, you play mostly in jazz, um, but you've experimented with a lot of other genres too. Uh, or am I getting that incorrect? Maybe you, um, maybe I'm mislabeling you. <laughs> do you uh, what what genres do you typically play in? Well, mostly my 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 own bands. Yeah, so jazz. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, what other uh, genres have you experimented with? Well, I've. Played with them all, um, not I shouldn't say all of them, but you know there's so many crossovers, so it's so easy to um, do everything. So I'll just kind of so I, I sang you know classical music with the Marcus Symphony Chorus. I mm -hmm. played in a Christian rock band. I used to do classical piano, and in college I played um, classical saxophone. Actually, things from Glazunov and Dubois from the Paris Conservatory of Music, and I think that really helped a lot of my tone. Um, you know, uh, that mm -hmm. kind of way. Um, then, like, let me, let me show you last year's uh, roster. Mm -hmm. I got, you know, I think there were so many projects that people were working on. So I uh, played on Oliver uh, Sean, and he got number one on the Billboard charts, but this album, which I was on, and these songs, um, and that was straight blues, like hardcore, like kind of blues stuff. And I love blues. Mm -hmm. This is always so fun to play. Um, I was on Grant Molloy Smith's song, and that was country. So I was mm -hmm. in a, I played my horn on that and sang. I was in a pop song with Sharon Leah, and that one I just sang on. Um, I was on. Oh, I think I need my little <laughs> my, oh, my yeah. paper. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, there was like, uh, well, Kim Cameron's song. So I was on one of her ED. Two of her children's songs, but they were EDM. So I've been experimenting and playing on um, dance music and that kind of thing. Um, there was an alternative. Oh, this is alternative um, with Robert Brewer, um, with his single, one of his singles, and that was fun. Oh, and then Dimitri K. 
um, and that's oh, that's actually coming out this year. Um, I played saxophone on one of his original pieces, and um, so that's like contemporary jazz. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I, I can't remember. Oh, um, I might have been on a couple more, but those yeah. were the like the latest ones. So last year I had a that's lot, a, of, lot. a yeah. lot of different and a lot of different genres. So I kind of feel like if you. If you are good at your craft, you should be able to at least, you know, yeah. um, kind of, you know, cross over. And I think it's fun. Actually, I've been doing it a lot the last um, maybe eight years, ten years on other, some of my friends' albums. And I think it's fun because it's just, it's not what I typically go into the studio for. So sometimes I have to think differently or um, approach it differently. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it helps me grow as a musician in a different way. Yeah. Um, but I still, you know, do my jazz things and try and get better with, yeah. with um, those things. Yeah. What has been the most challenging genre to try? Oh, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think um, uh, there was a, a, a something I did last year and there isn't a lot of chord changes. I think I'm so used to having in sure. jazz all the different chord changes. Um, and if you don't have that many chord changes, then you have to come up uh, with different ideas in just, you know, for, um, which sometimes is harder because I'm looking for the chord changes and when sometimes it's just not as right. busy, you have to come up with more ideas with the same chord. and. That's just, um, I don't know if it's hard, but it's just different, you know, because sure. I'm looking for where are all the, where's, where, where is the rest of it, right. you know, but, um, but that's fun. It's fun. It's all fun. Yeah. It, it all pushes you in, in different ways. Yeah. And uh, what has it been like, you know, as, as a female band leader, um, kind of going through the music scene, has it been challenging at all? Uh, I mean, there's, there's. There's more and more, you know, females coming up and, and doing what you're doing, but um, but still, it, it's definitely more male-dominated, I think, right? Um, I mean, ha what has it been like for you? Well, it's been, um, I mean, I think there's been some positive and then mm -hmm. some, you know, negative in some ways. Um, so when I started my band, there wasn't a lot of female band leaders, Um and sometimes, you know, they see you and they don't want to take you seriously because, and I was, you know, I was young. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, but uh, so, yeah, it was very male dominated, but, um, but it all worked out. I think I try to surround myself with uh, people who are respectful mm -hmm. and um, I don't work with people who, uh, if I feel that they, you know, if they don't have the, res you know, like a uh, respect towards other or um, then I just don't work with them mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I just try and surround myself or, you know what, and if there is a place that maybe um, isn't so, you know, then I just, I don't, I try and surround myself with people who mm -hmm. are supportive and respectful. So things, and it's worked out, you know, what do they say? If you have somebody that, you know, that is. My, one of my mentors mm -hmm. said, um, so Frank Morgan, oh, God bless his soul, he um, he is, I don't know if you know him, he's a famous saxophone player, mm -hmm. and he, I used to listen and listen to him. I, I went to a, a bunch of his recordings in, when I was, uh, just after I started my quartet in New York City and Los Angeles, and he's, so he's from Wisconsin, actually. Okay. Um, he studied with Charlie Parker. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's right about in that bebop era time. Um, he's played the clarinet with and learned from Charlie Parker and then the saxophone. Amazing tone, just amazing. And he would give me a lot of advice. And um, yeah, when I was in the beginning of my career, he did. And he, one of his things that he said is that um, surround yourself with people who are going to bring you up, not bring you down. Mm -hmm. And because sometimes. Um, it's kind of like a <laughs> a poison. If you have somebody who um, is 
tearing you down and not supporting you and those kinds of things, um, it can really stop you from getting ahead because that gets that gets inside of you and then you stop uh, trusting yourself mm -hmm. and believing in what you're doing. Um, so I took that advice and I've, like I said, I have um, a great support system and I think um, all of my, the, the people who come out and see me performing live, I feel like, you know, they're there to support, to, um, I'm just so happy when fans come and they enjoy the music and that kind of thing. So, um, I guess I kind of went in a circle. No, that's okay. I guess keep, you know, keep yourself with people who are on your side. Mm -hmm. And because there's a lot of people who pretend to be on their your side, but they're not. And they will actually, sometimes people don't like people seeing, uh, people succeed. That is something that I do remember when I um, had, in the very beginning, I had um, a lot of success right away. And I had a lot of people who did not like that. Mm -hmm. And um, those are the people that, um, I don't know, you just have to be careful who you, um, who you let in and who, mm -hmm. who um, you know, are part of your... Mm -hmm. I got it. So, but be careful because there's so many people out there. There's a lot more people. There's in the industry. I think there's a lot of people who they don't want you to succeed more than they are. Mm -hmm. If you're doing something different, if you're if you're doing something better, not better, but um, that they feel is better than what they're doing, then they will try and bring you down to wherever mm -hmm. that kind of thing is. So it's it's yeah. I I just like I said, I just try to keep myself with people who are supporters but be careful they're around all the pl all the time it is yeah they are and it, i mean how do you stay away from that do you just kind of keep your blinders on and just keep keep going or do you i mean if if i mean because it is a competitive industry so i mean do, how do you how do you stay away from that uh i don't think you really um I mean, it's going to happen. You're mm -hmm. going to have to, but I think you have to be tough. You have to mm -hmm. be hard as nails mm -hmm. uh, inside, you know, because we're all artists. We all take things like personally, like I take, I'm, I take everything very personally, mm -hmm. believe me, but I have to try and be as tough as nails when it comes to certain things because um, otherwise you can't go forward. Mm -hmm. um, there will be, and it doesn't matter if, I mean, think about even the superstars and you look like, you read about what people say about them. I mean, it's awful. <laughs> it's awful. I mean, and look at how great they are. They have a, you know, um, great career. You know, they're so successful. So um, sometimes when you have success, people want to tear you down. And, I mean, you can just read it in the paper. And I always feel so bad for them because uh, people are people. Like, they're just because um, they're a superstar doesn't mean that they're not a person. You know, they have mm -hmm. feelings, they have, so they're successful, good for them. You know what, um, You I run into, you know, when I lived in Los Angeles for a bit, um, yeah, I, you know, it's not, it's not because they're a superstar that they are different. Mm -hmm. They have to be very careful who they let into their life, you know, um, mm -hmm. because, I mean, okay. So you just have to be careful and, um, and just about your home base, your friends, your family, they have to be the ones that can help you get through sometimes those times, the, um, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thank you for sharing on that topic. I know it's a tricky one to, to walk around, so. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but it is a real one that, that people encounter, so. Um, and you have, you are um, experimenting with some EDM music. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, I'm so excited. Um, so it started with, um, actually I wanted, I always wanted to do, uh, a jazzy EDM song always because, um, I've used, when I <laughs> used to go clubbing, I used to hear it and they used to do remixes and things of like even old Ella Fitzgerald songs and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I never really had the right connections and I did some things, some recordings in Los Angeles, but I never released them. And then... They just kind of sat, <laughs> and then mm -hmm. I thought, no, I need to, I need to redo it. So once I, um, I started working with Kim Cameron, and she, um, and I was on a, a lot of her singles, um, and then I got connected with some people. So, 
Uh, I have a new, that's going to be my next release, a single. I'm right now, I'm in the planning phase, and I Mm -hmm. also have to do a music video. So I'm working on that right now, trying to get things organized. But uh, I have one of my jazz songs that I wrote called Simply Sunday. Uh, I have a jazzy EDM version of that. That's going to be coming Mm -hmm. out maybe in the next six months. As soon as I get my stuff organized, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, then I can release it because it's been done for a while. Um, but I'm so excited, and it's it's fun, and it features a lot of my band members. So Scott Courier is on there, and Hal Miller, and um, uh, Edwin Coleman the Third. So they have some riffs and things on there, and I re-recorded everything during. COVID, so everything is like a, mm-hmm. um, of mine and some of theirs is uh, like a fresh recording. Um, and I worked with this great um, producer. And so, yeah, so I'm excited um, for that. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys will like it. And it's so, so jazzy. So I feel like I, it's a combination of my, you know, my jazz style. It's it's the jazz song, but it's all within the EDM. So you can dance yeah. to it. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I will definitely include the original jazz version at the end of this episode. So uh, when it's available to be released, we might take that on to another episode, but uh, uh, the, the EDM version, but we'll include the jazz version, the original, at the end of this episode. So thanks for sharing that with us. Can you tell us a little bit about the original tune in the composition? Yes, I wrote the song, and actually, my husband named it. <laughs> oh, really? Aww. Uh, I wrote it when, so, um, we were actually in Hawaii, and <laughs> Maui, and um, my husband, you know, was caddying on the, the PGA Tour, and so I was be walking all of those 18 holes, <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I, I can kind of play a little golf. I know how to, you know, um, so I, I, my mind would wander a little bit. So while I was walking on the golf course, I came up with the tune. And then, you know, um, I'm n- notorious for writing things on napkins and papers. Like I wrote, I think, half of my songs while I drive, you know, the, the drives to Chicago and whatever. Um, so I just write down the melodies mm-hmm. and thing. And so, but Simply Sunday, it's, you know, it's just a, a chillin', you know, think about it. you're kind of walking um, in a beautiful area and it's peaceful, it's relaxing, um, chill kind of, um, and that's sort of where the melody came from, mm-hmm. from just my walk while I was watching golf. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. I bet you've got a lot of inspiration from some of the golf uh, settings that you've been around. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe not all of it, but yeah. Yeah, I, well, I, I only go to some of them, mm-hmm. but I... You know, when they're in Hawaii, I always try and make it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I I'll clear up my schedule. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. Um, and then I was just going to ask you, have you had any favorite venues or gigs that you've had along the way that you'd like to tell us about? You know, I was thinking about that question, and it's hard for me to pinpoint one place, uh, but what I came up with <laughs> is that um, – there's so many. There's so many different places, but there's like, um, like I guess, the seasonings of all the different uh, places. Like I've I've played out in Europe and at this private um, club in Paris, where like it's kind of like a speakeasy where there's no door, and you just have to know where to go in there mm. and you have to knock and you know. So I played at this. It's really cool club. I mean, I played at so many different. Types of places, um, from you know up and under the jazz state, the um, all the jazz clubs in town mm-hmm. to the big festivals mm-hmm. um, in Los Angeles. I played all over the place. I played right on you know beautiful places on right on the ocean in Maui, or not Maui in Malibu. Um, so there's just been so like I can't pinpoint because each one is um, so unique and different and. Um, and quite a different experience. Mm-hmm. But one thing I do know is that uh, I love to have great sound. And if I don't have a good sound, um, it's not as fun for me. Mm-hmm. So if I have really great sound, that's really fun. Because I like to, re- the better the sound, the better I can play. Because I can really hear what I'm doing. 
Um, and I always love to see the spans. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's in a small, quaint jazz club, mm-hmm. where it's more intimate, I love connecting with with the people who come to see the music and I love talking to them and mm-hmm. it brings me joy that they are there to listen. You know, that's really neat. Um, but I also love playing big concerts. Um, like I did jazz in the park one year and uh, some big festivals and that's a different type of performance and it's a different type of, um, I can't connect with the fans like I can in an intimate ses- mm-hmm. setting, but I can see them and, you know, um, and it's just, I, I enjoy that too. So mm-hmm. I, I there, there's so many different types of things. I couldn't narrow it down, but I do yeah. love all performance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know that's a tough question. Great. Well, is there anything that we didn't cover in here that you'd like to mention? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think we covered a lot. Um, I just want to let everybody know that um, I guess I always see myself that I um, – I don't always share so much information with everybody and do interviews, but I, I do try and hold things back a lot because I, I am a very private person. <laughs> but um, I just want people to know that I I respect all the musicians, the other musicians. Like um, mm-hmm. it's it's just to be a musician and make it. Um, is hard, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I always try and give all musicians the respect, and I want to thank everybody who supports live music and supports music um, because it is, we need you, <laughs> and it's just nice that people enjoy what you do. I think one of the you know, biggest compliments I get after a show is having somebody come up to me and telling me how much that they really enjoyed you know, something we played or that it meant something to them or, you know, uh, that kind of thing. So I just want to thank all of the jazz lovers or music lovers and all the musicians out there because I do appreciate everyone. Um, And I am on all the platforms. This is the other thing is um, I am on Pandora. Um, With my EDM music, it's going to be under Saxiva when it is released. The pre-sales are going to be coming out probably pretty soon. Um, in the next couple of months um, for pre-sales for that. But I'm going to be known as Sax Diva for that. Um, but my Suzanne Grisana station, I have a station on Pandora, Spotify, um, all of the streaming platforms. And you can still buy the singles on iTunes. So anybody who would awesome. like to go to iTunes, and if you like to um, purchase, that would be great too. Very, very good. And then, of course, SaxDiva.com. Any any place else that we need to refer people? Um, do you is, do you just like whenever there's a new platform anywhere, any social media? Do you just go then go in there and snatch Sax Diva up from <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the username? <laughs> I try. I yeah, try. that's awesome. I definitely would. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And thank you so much for talking with me today, oh. um, especially given that you are more of a you know private person. I know it's not always everyone's comfort level to do these types of things, but I really appreciate your time today. And, oh, yeah, and know. I always enjoy talking yeah. to you. And I, I enjoy the setting. You know, it's nice to, to talk. I, 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 I thank you for having this and helping other musicians and, and connecting other musicians. And, you know, because it's nice to know, like, there everybody's out there, but there's not one place that everybody can mm-hmm. connect to. And that's, you know, so it's nice that you have this platform that... I can meet all these other musicians I've heard around for years, but now we have a mm-hmm. nice, um, we have the green room. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and thank you for being a part of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Oh, I have one other yes. thing. If anybody would like to join my mailing list, it's yes. on saxdiva.com and just join the mailing list. And if you're in Milwaukee, just put your city, because when I go do different uh, gigs at different places, um, then I know to let you know if I'm, like, if you're in Los Angeles, then I'll let you know there, that kind of thing. So, but if anybody wants to sign up for my mailing list, you can just go right to my website and saxdiva.com and sign up. So smart. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Suzanne Garzana, for being here in the studio with me today. Well, thank you so much, Allison. I appreciate it.
We would like to take a moment to thank our amazing patron, Brio Salon in Fox Point, Wisconsin, for supporting Wisconsin Music Ventures. And as a result, this podcast. Thank you, Brio, for all you do for us. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll leave ratings and reviews for us wherever you're listening from. Visit themusiciansventure.com for more information on upcoming guests, show notes, and ways to send us your topic suggestions. The Musicians Venture Podcast is hosted by Allison M., recorded at Podcast Town in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music written and performed by Mike Neumeyer. Thanks again.